This hour of Ben and Woods is brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Our thanks again to Ruben Niebla, pitching coach for the San Diego Padres, who just uh, gave us a good chunk of time in our last segment and uh, got us hyped up for the start of Padres season coming up here. And as I said, I, I expected optimism, so nothing was, was too shocking. But one thing that stood out to me, Woods, is I was expecting the, the raving about Michael King and his stuff. When he described uh, Johnny Brito and Randy Vasquez and and really kind of took some time to go, those, these guys, stuff, this is electric. He was very excited about those two. And, and I know they weren't just throw-ins in the trade, oh, that, yeah. they, that they're promising players, but I don't know that I've heard that level of, of excitement about those two guys in particular. It was always King and Thorpe. Dreaming on the future on Thorpe and King right now into the rotation. And the other two guys, oh, maybe, you know, they could be bullpen or starters. They'll compete for starting job. He was like, no, these guys, they may be young and only have a, a, a little taste of the major leagues, but these guys have really electric stuff that he seems excited about. Yeah, it's 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 funny, too, because he said, he said essentially, you know, those guys got, they got a chance to start a little bit, and it was by necessity. But it sounds, again, I, and I think, you know, with, with, more than one position on the San Diego Padres, Ben. I think there's going to be some level of competition. I, I people that are slotting in, you know, Avila and Matt Waldron into the four and five. I don't know. I, I think there could be there could be some su- surprises that come out of camp. And it sounded to me, um, you know, like Ruben was saying, no, here's a couple other guys that maybe we want to look at as, as stretching out to be starters. I could be, you know, talking out of my rear end, but no, uh, no the Padres it, have said that both Brito and Vasquez are going to camp. As, as, starters as starters to begin with, okay. and, and it, that may change as uh, as needs change or as other guys compete and prove themselves. But they will be getting starts or at least opening camp on whatever the path that starters are on. You know, like you know, two innings, then three innings, then four innings, stretching out to to start games. There is a confidence uh, that Ruben Niebel has that I greatly, greatly uh, admire. He's a man that knows what he's doing. Right, he he doesn't waffle. He has an idea, and it seems like he's the kind of guy that you would absolutely die to play for. And I just wonder, you know, I wonder uh, with with Blake Snell, I wonder how much he'll lean on Ruben Niebla next year, wherever Blake ends up. Right, like I I think what he did for him um, after you know after a, a slow start and a couple of seasons of slow starts with the San Diego Padres. Man, you you do wonder if Blake Snell, if that's crept into his mind of like, man, I could I could stay here and keep doing what I'm doing. I don't know that the Padres have the money to afford it. I, but. I wonder how hard it is for a pitcher who's had success, who then signs somewhere else as a free agent and then starts to struggle. The instinct will be, God, I wish I could just call my old pitching coach. Oh, I'm sure but, you, you could. Know, he works for another team. I'm sure you could. You could. Yeah, but I'm sure it happens all the time. Bro, they used to said they said that Mariano if Rivera Blake used to show the giant, all the kid, all the if, guys the cutter in the, at the All Star game. Yeah, but he's if, showing Roy Halladay how to throw a cutter. That's a, that, I mean, that's a, a pitcher division for, rivals. That's a pitcher fraternity, though. This is a coach for the Potters. If Blake signed with the Giants, he was struggling early in the season, and he goes, "Ruben, my new pitching coach, it's just he doesn't understand me. I don't get it. Do you have any idea what's going on wrong with me?" And Ruben's like. Yeah, I've kind of seen the video. Do you say that or not say yeah, that to you an do. opponent? They're all. I mean, it's a fraternity. The, the, all I feel big like you don't. I feel like you don't. I think you do. At least you wait until the end of the season. Maybe you go like in the off season. You I'll can talk say, to you in Here's uh, what November. I said. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you in, in October or November after the season's done. But you can't. You can't say that one thing that may turn around an opponent. I mean, what if that? 
is the difference that causes them to win two or three more games. I that, think you're overthinking a little I, bit. I can't. I'm not overthinking I this. This are. is sports. It's a fractional difference. Yeah, it's sports. But that's they do, this happens mm. all the time. All the time. All the time. It's, it's, they're the fraternity. It's not the, the laundry they wear, to be honest with you, Ben. It's the fraternity I, of ball I, players I dis- and coaches. I disagree somewhat. I know what you're saying, that there is a... There is a fraternity that goes beyond simply team loyalty at any given I mean, moment. But hey, if you you know winning a World Series, winning, going to the playoffs, all these things bring success and and riches and new contracts to players and coaches. And the other teams are trying to stop you from getting that. And during a season. Why would you do anything that might stop your own team and your own players and your own self, coaching staff, from reaping those rewards of success Adam by says, helping another team? Adam in the chat says, coaches don't do this. That would be undermining another coach. I mean, I don't think you I'm not go saying out of your I'm not, way no, you know, to but do if, it. If Bla- like if a player calls an him. old coach with another team yeah, I think it happens said, all the time. really, during a season? Yeah, I think it happens all the time. All huh. the time. I bet you it happens all the time in the big leagues. Ask, that'd be a good question for Tony Wynn Jr. to answer. I never yeah, played in the big yeah, leagues, uh, but, but, you know. And the same thing would go with, like, a hitter and an old hitting yeah, coach. 100%. And, yeah. um, uh, George kind of says it the opposite way. Like, when Ruben came here to San Diego from Cleveland, do you think Guardians pitchers that he worked with are still reaching out to him? I, I would say I almost certainly. Does it make a difference if they're on a different, different league, different on a different league. side of the country, whether it's a team like in your division? Well, the other thing, too, is is you never know. You never know when your cra- cra- paths may cross again or your I mean, you're, cross I, I, may pass. I don't think you're, you're, un, you know, you're not going to... Mislead him with bad tips necessarily. Like, yeah, oh, this no. is this is tell the not, absolute wrong thing. He's but. not going to call Blake in on an off day no. and be like, "Let's get, you, let's dig in here." No, no. but he's going to say, "No, I mean, you're rushing a little bit, or you're, you know, don't forget you, you got good stuff." I don't know that you say anything if you're if you're for another team. <laughs> I really don't. Ed says, "If I were Neil, I would tell him to f himself." <laughs> hey, go f yourself. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not. It's not. It's not. It's not hostility. Just saying, like, I just can't. I can't help you, man. I just. I can't. You are so petty. And it's not petty. It's weird. It's, it's a little it's, petty. It's weird. Is it really? Yeah. And there's a lot of people in the chat who agree with me. I know. There's Landers. three people can't, that, that can't give the opponent you. an edge, no matter how small. Huh. Interesting. Um, the other. Speaking of coaches, the other thing that stood out, um, and I don't. I don't think this is piling on Bob Melvin after not- he's gone because I don't. I don't see any reason to do that. I, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't blame Bob Melvin for last season, but Ruben isn't the first person yeah. who has pointed out a personality difference between Mike Schilt and Bob Melvin, and perhaps a more a fiery, more intense personality than Bob, who is now kind of being painted as the most laid back guy in the history of baseball in the Padres dugout last season. I don't think that was the case either, but. There's going to be some contrast this year. Yeah. <laughs> in the dugout with the manager of the Padres. Yep. I I I'm all for it. I mean, I've been I I was a big Bob Melvin fan. I am a big Bob Melvin fan. Um, but I think this team desperately needs a little bit of fire. Desperately. I mean, as desperate as desperate can be. And if Mike Schultz is that guy, I can't wait to see it. I cannot wait to see it and hopefully it, it rubs off on some of his players as well. Um yeah, I, I, I think, you know, being a team that, that has a little bit of an edge to it is a good thing. It's a good thing. And if Mike Schultz is the guy to bring that here, 
Bro, I'm gonna be the first guy on on first guy uh, waving the the banner for Mike Schilt uh, if that's the case. And you know, I I just I loved his answers. I thought he did a great job. And looking forward to seeing what he can do when he gets out to spring training. And you know, you just hope everybody comes through spring training healthy and gives him the ultimate you know the ultimate package to work with uh, this season. Because I'll tell you, everyone keeps talking about you know all the innings that they have to replace. It's a real thing. It's a real real thing. Losing Lugo Waka. And and um, Blake Snell. Those are a lot of innings you have to figure out. Ruben's going to have to do a little bit of of goodwill hunting on the board. You know what I mean to 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 get it all to even out. So the more arms he has to work with, the better it's going to be. Um, would still love to see them go out and get. You know, you mentioned Jacob Junis earlier. Uh, somebody of that caliber of Hyunjin Ru. Something. Somebody that can eat some innings. As we talked to Chris Rose a month or so ago about the the Lucas Giolito deal. Yeah, it's at this point in the big league sometimes. They're like, can he eat innings? He can. Great. Let's give him $14 million to go out and eat innings and hope he does well. Um, It's a valuable thing to have. And we only have really three guys, two guys that you can potentially count on for bigger innings this year. Paul, you're okay holding off on the Rondo Report for a couple of minutes here. Um, I thought his answer about your question on the bullpen new additions was interesting and you know part of the process that AJ goes through is consulting with <coughs> people including Ruben yeah. uh, before you sign a Wandy Peralta and you kind of go through and and what you've seen and you know Ruben I'm sure Ruben doesn't have to sign off on any signing that AJ Preller makes but it sa- sounds like Ruben if he gives his stamp of approval that's a big thing for AJ Preller and it sounds like Wandy Peralta is one guy who got you know, the stamp of approval from Ruben Niebla as they were going through it and looked at it's the pitchers coming over from Japan and Korea as well. Matsui, who was there yesterday, you Darvish and Ruben Niebla at the biomechanics lab opening. You you mentioned Wusak Go and looking at his, uh, you know, his film, his tape before they, they signed him from Korea as well. Sounds like Ruben was uh, intricately involved in all of that offseason process. Yeah, I like that too. It, it does give you the uh, the picture that it is a, a collective uh, working behind the scenes to, to give Ruben the best pieces that they can under the, the current budget that they have. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to see how those guys shake out too and what he can do with them. I know. We didn't ask him about it. Um, I know Ruben did get an interview Oh, yeah. For the managerial job with the Padres as well. We'll ask him next week when he joins us again <laughs> after you pitch him on it. Do you think that, do you see Ruben potentially as a future manager sure. in baseball? You yeah, do. Absolutely. You know, it's not, not a ton of pitching coaches go that route. There are some. Buddy like Black. Bud Black uh, has gone that route. Uh, Wasn't Tommy Lasorda a pitching coach before he was the manager? I don't know. No, I, don't I don't know anything about Tommy Lasorda. <laughs> but. It oftentimes seems like you go bench coach and then you rise, yeah. and it's not necessarily pitching coach to manager, but it certainly has happened. And you kind of can see with Ruben's personality that it feels like he could handle that job in the future at yeah, some point. I've seen a lot of Pottery fans say that. Um, yeah, I, I completely forgot that he had interviewed for the managerial position. Boy, you'd hate to lose him. Um, you know, and, and he's he seems like a, a guy in just a short time here that has really done an excellent, excellent job. A guy that everybody raves about, everybody wants to talk to. Um, he just has that thing. He, there's a thing that people have. Ruben has it. When he walks in a room, you go, oh, look. I mean, he's just got that that thing. He's got it. You know, and and uh, and has done such a great job so far. Can't wait to see what he does with this crew. I think you know it's gonna be it's gonna be tougher. It's gonna be tougher this year. Uh, but if anybody's up to the challenge, I think it's him. 
All right. Uh, sometimes I wonder how the Padres landed him. I guess uh, being from Calexico in this area helped. Daughter goes to San Diego State, so hel- I don't think that hel- hurt either. Helped, helped wanting to come out here, but I bet the Guardians are still kind of kicking themselves for, for letting him get away at some point. Where would you rather live? I Cleveland would probably rather be here, I think, here. Yes. would be my choice. Mine and yours both. All right, let's um, let's take a timeout. We'll give uh, Paulie the entire next segment for the Rondo Report. Uh, get some headlines. Are you going to do that uh, NBA story? Yes. All right, I thought this was very interesting. Some new technology. Since we were already talking about baseball technology, a little new technology coming to the NBA as well. Uh, part of the Rondo Report, which will come up after our check of traffic next here on 97.3 The Fan. And get things started here with our edition, today's edition oh, of boy. the Rindle Report. Now tuned into the motherfucking greatest. Welcome to the Rindle Report with Paul Rindle. Hi, Paul. All right. Two stories from the world of sports that we haven't gotten to yet. We'll start off in Major League Baseball. And one story that you didn't know you needed. Are you laughing, Biot? It's the Rindle Report. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Okay, how are you? On 97.3 The Fan. Are you ready to bless the mood? I need some help, please. <laughs> that was good. Can I get a Hawaiian? Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Good morning, my friends. Good morning. I'm going to start off in the NFL. No Super Bowl news here, but the NFL is going to continue their tradition of playing international games. And it was announced yesterday that the Eagles are going to play as the host in the NFL's first regular season game in Brazil. And it's going to be their first game of the season. September 6th. It's a Friday. Against the Jags. Uh, no opponent. opponent yeah. No announced. opponent. It's the Jags. They always make <laughs> the, the Jags. The Jags already play They're two like, games what? in London. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to go to London twice, probably in playing in Germany, and yeah. we're going to open the season in Brazil. Sounds great. Yeah, they're going to play in uh, Sao Paulo on Friday the 6th, I believe. Yeah, the season kicks off that Thursday night. That's when they always do the first game of the year. That'll be awesome. It's going to be electric, I'm sure. Ever had any interest in going to Rio? Yes. Me too. Yeah, I would, I would go to Brazil. I don't know why, but I've always felt a strong pull to go see what Rio de Janeiro is I don't, like. I don't feel a large desire to go see an NFL game no. while I'm there. No, absolutely not. But otherwise, I'd be interested in Rio or Sao Paulo. Yes, as, I, as would I. Yeah. Why I, is I, that? It's exotic, different. Yeah. Southern Hemisphere, yeah. you know, the I'm toilets into, flush the other way. I think I'm into it. <laughs> when we were ki- when Ben and I were kids, there were a lot of movies about Rio. Every Rio was a real hot. There was a song called Rio by Duran Duran. It just Brazilian gave- steakhouses. Brazilian, yes, steakhouses. That's where <laughs> I was going. A good uh, caprinha is that the cocktail that they have? Don't know. We have different thoughts about what's drawing us to Brazil, I believe. Yes, I believe so. So this will be... You want to go to Copacabana Beach? Is it all nude? 
I mean, outside of this country, it's mostly nude. Most beaches are at least semi-nude or topless. That's true. We are a little more buttoned up yeah. in this country yeah. when it comes a little to more like uh, stodgy but, yeah you go to the rest of the world it's not uncommon <laughs> it's <freewheeling>. to see <laughs> naked people on beaches i would like this show to be more freewheeling and less stodgy topless okay <laughs> topless shows it's like we're in rio <laughs> when's that next season yeah, it's the first yeah. Friday of the season. First Thursday night opener, which will be, be a home game for the Eagles, and so we already do know their home opponents based on how the schedule mm-hmm. and how everything worked out in the last season. So they will play. It'll either be against the Dallas Cowboys, the New York Giants, be the Washington game. Commanders. Won't, won't be, be a division. Won't be a division. Game. So it could be the Cleveland Browns. Could Maybe. be the Atlanta Falcons. Could be the Carolina Panthers, the Green Bay Packers, the Pittsburgh Steelers, or. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Jackson, <laughs> Do you know it? Sorry. Uh, the chat is saying, yeah, Brazil is absolutely incredible. They said it's incredible. All right. I'm in. Friday, another Friday night game. We had our first Friday night uh, Amazon Black Friday game yep. last year. Do you think, will this be another Amazon game? Will they be trying to I sell us Christmas that... gifts already in September? <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with it. <laughs> All right, we're going to move to the NBA. Uh, Next weekend, I believe, is the NBA All-Star Weekend. We talked about the three-point shootout that Steph Curry is going to do with uh, Sabrina Ionescu. And it's going to be fun, but they're going to ramp it up a little bit the whole weekend because the NBA just announced yesterday (laughs) that they are going to have a full LED court. And if you're watching us on YouTube, you can kind of see some of the uh, what it's going to look like next weekend. Throughout. Not a projector. No, no, This no. is not like Glass, they're not projecting LED things on the court. This is not virtual reality. This is basically they're playing on a computer screen. Nice. The entire court awesome. is made out of glass. Insane. Uh, to see that mid-game, mid-dunk contest, mid-three-point yeah. shootout, or whatever. You thought the in-season tournament courts looked crazy? This uh, is going to be design, wild. It says design and color changes, live replays and other video content, real-time game stats, location-based player tracking animations, and more. Yeah, breaking baseball news, guys, if you want it. I wouldn't like that. Uh, the Dodgers and Clayton Kershaw are in agreement on a deal, the physical is on Thursday. Uh, Joel Sherman and John Heyman are reporting. It says that because the Dodgers Padres open season 320 and 321 in South Korea, they're beginning spring training earlier, so it can put players on the 60-day IL. Um, yeah, so he's not expected to return until the second half. So there you go. Dodgers uh, re-signing Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, I mean, yeah, feels right. Good. It's nice to see them get off their ass and make a move. Um, you know, because they have been, they've had a very quiet offseason, uh, bringing back a guy that I don't think you could let finish his career in another uniform. He's, that would have been weird. he's one of those. Is it, uh, you mentioned he still had to pass the physical, but obviously he's not going to completely pass the physical. All yeah, they right. can say is he's he, making progress he toward good. his midseason return, but clearly he's not ready to throw right now. Well, so. and if not, you know, the spending that money on him could totally torpedo. The franchise, Ben, uh, with with the money that they may waste on Clayton Kershaw. No, I mean they'll they'll be fine if he never were, pitches uh, again. They'll be fine. They were well over the luxury tax before this move. They will continue to be well over the luxury tax after this move. Correct. Bodes well for opponents in October, though. I'll say that. <laughs> All right, and then my final news here: uh, no a little bit of clout chasing 
didn't work out the way maybe somebody was hoping. Backfires sometimes on you. And it's not, I guess it's not really clout Got me. Chasing. I had to wear a diaper and on the live radio. Yeah, That's making a promise making a on promise. social media yeah. and then having to uh, pay the price. It really so sucks. A teenager, I believe he's only 16 years old, made an Instagram account. His name is Eli Melky, and he lives in Iowa. Made a one, uh, so he made a bet where he promised that he would eat a spoonful of peanut butter for every 50 followers that he got. Okay. One spoonful of peanut butter for every 50 followers. Now, there's Correct. spoons come in many different sizes. Just call it your average middle, your middle spoon. Middle spoon. The middle the cereal spoon. bowl spoon. I use the big one for cereal. You do. I do. Yeah. I don't. I, I use the, the medium one for yogurt. Yogurt, yes. but the big one for cereal. Like I'm like Zeke Elliott when I eat my cereal. <laughs> big old bowl. Big old spoon, shoveling it in my mouth. So he uh, see now I'll use the big spoon for a scoop of peanut butter sometimes. That's fair. That's fair. But uh, for cereal, I like to go with the smaller. Just I like one or two pieces of Makes cereal, sense. not four or five pieces of cereal. Makes sense per so bite. Eli was not expecting a ton of followers, maybe some friends or family, whatever. Just see if see what would happen. Here's a little bit of audio from Eli before I tell you exactly how many followers he now has all over the internet they've been doing just certain things for so many followers and i thought well peanut butter's pretty good i was expecting it kind of as a joke to get you know maybe a couple hundred but and then once it got in the thousands it kept going and i thought it was funny at first and then once i realized how much peanut butter i had to eat then it wasn't much of a joke anymore and it was a lot of peanut butter don't worry about it so peanut butter eater 16 is his instagram handle like i said one spoonful of peanut butter for every 50 followers he is well over a hundred thousand followers now all right do the math ben well i did a math a hundred thousand divided by 50 would be two thousand spoonfuls of peanut butter i just checked the updated he's at 115 thousand divided by 50 he's at 2300 spoonfuls of peanut his heart is going to explode so there's about a hundred calories in one spoonful of peanut i mean he is a child this is not so if you had if you just went with 20 a day that would be enough for your entire like recommended caloric intake yeah. for a day. 2,000 calories. Yeah, that's How 2, many spoonfuls does he need? 2,300. 2,300. So... He could knock this out in 10 days? No. No. <laughs> 100 days. He'll be, yeah, about 115 days if he doesn't get any more followers. But that's not... If he's not eating anything else but and pepper. trying to remain in a fairly normal caloric intake... But I don't think man can live on scoops of peanut butter alone. Oh, yeah, you could. Yeah, You think you could? Yeah, it's all you need. It's got everything you're looking for. Protein, Protein yeah, carbs. Protein, carbs, you're good. Healthy fats. Yeah. I think his heart's going to explode. It's like smoking a pack of cigarettes, though, over, the, over that But you just time. said it's got everything you do. It's got need. everything. I mean, cigarettes have everything you need, too. It's not really good for you. <laughs> It's the thing I miss most from my former life. Um, no, I, I think uh, sometimes it does go wrong. He's not going to do it. You can't do it. You don't have. There's not enough hours in the day. I don't think to. How many could you feasibly eat at in one sitting? Four, five, one, one an hour, pretty much all day all waking day? hours of the yeah, day. Yeah, forget it. One an hour. That's not too one bad. per hour. One scoop per hour. That'll knock out. Say you're 2,300 for, hours for about four months. It's one terrible. scoop of peanut butter an hour. <laughs> Yeah, he's, for four months. He's going to be clogged up. <laughs> <laughs> that does not sound fun. What would you do for that? For, for more, like if we got more followers? YouTube subscribers, what would you eat a spoonful of? 
Like for every 50 followers? Yeah. Subscribers. Nothing. Why would I Why would I eat? Why don't I just deliver good content and have people want to subscribe? It's not subscribe? that easy. Sometimes you've got to take it to the next Sometimes level. Sometimes you've got to go to the next level. People will subscribe if they hear that you're going to eat, you know, a spoonful of canned salmon or something for every 50 followers. I know I would. You would eat a spoonful. No, no, no! I would subscribe. No, I would subscribe if you were. I would subscribe if you did. Mayonnaise? No, definitely not. That is fantastic. What's this kid's name? Uh, Eli Melky, but his uh, his handle is Peanut Butter Eater Sixteen. Hope he's not allergic to peanuts forever. He knows this, right? Full of videos of him eating peanut butter now. God, it's fantastic. Uh, good news. We got another pair of tickets to give away for the Padres. Uh, spring training in Peoria. Chance to go see. It's very fun. If you've never been out, it's the best. It is pretty enjoyable to go watch a game. You can go early in the day and, and check out the workouts at the Peoria Sports Complex. Our fourth caller, call now, 833-288-0973. Fourth caller is going to win a pair of tickets. Plus, we will enter you into our grand prize drawing at the end of the month for a Southwest Airlines gift card and a one-night hotel stay made possible by the Peoria Sports Complex. Visit PeoriaBaseball.com. So tickets now, potential hotel and airfare later in the month if you are uh, if you are so fortunate. But call now, 833-288-0973. All right, uh, final segment of the day coming up next. It's been a good show. It has. It's been a good it's show. Been a- Let's uh, wrap it up on a strong note. Next with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. told you about the uh, breaking news. The uh, Los Angeles Dodgers re-signing Clayton Kershaw. I'm assuming it's a one-year deal. Uh, there's no terms yet, but uh, we'll take his... 11 his... years, $482 million. Yeah, deferred. 480 <laughs> deferred to 3016 um, And we failed to mention that the uh, Padres had signed... Uh, a lefty of their own. Oh, ben, good. Back at the, I think it was nice. the, the last day of January. Is it r- rhyme with um, Flake Mel? No, no. no. Okay. Uh, it, his nickname is Big Fudge, though. And I Big thought, Fudge. I thought that was they signed um, Big Fudge. They signed Big Fudge. It's not his name. His name is Austin Davis. He's a 31 year old left hander. Stands six foot four. Went two and one with a five four seven ERA in fifty games with the. Uh, with the Red Sox in 2022. Red Sox, nice. Claimed off waivers by the Twins. Made two appearances for them. Uh, has bounced around a little bit. Was most recently pitching for... He was an Astros camp in 23. Joined the AAA Sugarland Space Cowboys. Posted an 11-22 ERA in 25 innings. Then got released. Went to Indie Ball. Signed with the Lake County Dock Hounds of the American Association. He went 1-3 with a... Four seven four in nineteen innings, he struck out twenty eight. Uh, but he did all that as a starter then, so he is a potential name. To, I the nickname is. I'm what putting got, him in at number four in the rotation right a now. Big Fudge, big 
fudge. I mean, when nickname. you can get a guy who went one pendant ball for the Doc Hounds, you have to do it. You've got to make that move. Minor league deal. Uh, but I'm no. I'm, the nickname is it's top shelf. All world. Yeah, but I don't fudge. <laughs> <laughs> What's that from? No idea. It's just in your drops. Fudge. Fudge. I think that's from who the oh who the fudge, fudge is Jay Stingler. Well, who the fudge is Big Fudge? <laughs> Fudging. Fudging, um, yeah, another another arm uh, for the for the bullpen, maybe even as a star. I guy. missed that transaction. I, I'm I glad you're well. on top of these. Things. Uh, yeah, I am. I am uh, scouring the scouring the wires. I mean, they must have seen something. There's something there. Six four lefty, thirty one years you old. You don't just sign guys because they've got great nicknames. No, I wish they did. Uh, but big fudge, you know. Going to get another opportunity to prove himself. I, where does that come from? I, I tried to read an article that explains the, um, the you know where it came from, the or, origin. That's the word I'm looking for. And it said something having to do with the show How I Met Your Mother. But I don't watch that show, so I have no idea what they're talking about. But remember when, you know when they have the player day where players can put anything on their back that they want to? Yeah. And he was with the Phillies at the time. So when he pitched in the big leagues with big fudge on his on his jersey. <laughs> Big Fudge jersey, so um, he's a big guy. Uh, yeah, six four. Yeah, pretty big. So, I, but again, I think it's something from the show. I don't really understand it, but I just thought that was a notable transaction uh, that that AJ Preller and his scouting department had seen something in him to assign him to a minor league deal, and he'll get a look in spring training. Fudge, big Fudge. I mean, if he's getting a look. Who knows? Once Ruben Niebla yeah, gets his hands in the starts in the to fudge. mold the fudge, yeah, into, get your hands deep in there. You know, turn it into a delicious dessert at some point. Cannot wait. All right, let's check traffic. Uh, we'll come back. Spin the topic wheel. Oh yeah, uh, for the final couple minutes of the show today. While the uh, the wheel spins, hot take. I thought fudge sickles were a little overrated. No, absolutely. Not. I agree with that. I think fudge is a little overrated, but fudge sickles is delicious. There, fudge sickles were a little icy and delicious, eh, bland for You're me. Out of your mind. <laughs> what did you like? Rocket pops. Too big. Really? Yeah, with the three colors. You know, it's hard. It's hard for me, at least. (laughs) Your shape. I'm flavor. I'm more a flavor guy. I like it thin. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. (laughs) The hand motions. You know, the rocket pops are like, uh, and the fudge is just (laughs) be steak. The fudge shingles were kind of rectangular, just boring. Well, they had those too, but there were like. Skinnier ones too. Do you have push pops? Love I push, like push pops. pops. Yeah, those I like those a lot. You can nibble around the sides <laughs> of the push pop. You don't have to go all the way, push the thing all the way in. Hope nobody oh. pulls those clips off the YouTube. To be honest with you, too late. Oh, I will. Uh, don't worry. I do a lot of talking with my hands here, as you can tell. <laughs> My favorite otter pops. Love otter pops. They'd melt really quickly. The, those are the ice. Yeah, the those, little those plastic like sleeve. And you have to kind of squeeze, yeah, squeeze delicious. them up and out. And then you just drink the liquid. <laughs> Go ahead, Polly. Uh, the question was, <laughs> what TV show or shows did you love as a kid? Boring. Three's Company. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. It's a good one. As a kid, like what? What age of a kid are we talking about here? It's 10. 10. What was I watching when I was 10? I mean, I... 
Like sitcom-wise? Yeah, Three's Company, Cheers, all those. Great. I mean, those were a little more grown-up, though. <coughs> yes. I'm trying to remember, like, back... This is a thought-provoking question. This yeah. is, like, the hardest you've ever thought. Who's the boss? Who's the boss was great. Now, what was his bit? Growing Pains. Brilliant. Yeah. They had a guy on there named Boner. Boner. Which Boner I always, Stabone. Which Richard I, Stabone. Which I, Boner you know, Stabone. Had a terrible ending in real life. Terrible. Uh, but... Well, I was a kid watching that show, and they'd be like, Mom, Boner's here. And I'd – every single time uh, that happened. So in Who's the Boss, Tony Danza. Right. Tony Maselli. He was a former – Baseball player. Cardinal. Yep. Yes. And what catcher? Pitcher? I feel – Did they ever say? I feel like he was maybe a catcher. I don't know. Sam Malone was Mayday Malone, the Red Sox closer. Pitcher. pitcher. Yeah. It's interesting. But uh, I don't know what happened if his wife died and he was left to take care of Alyssa Milano. Yes. Um, and then Which they, you'd sign up for immediately. And then he moved in and worked as a housekeeper for Angela Bauer. Angela. Angela. Yes. Yeah. Who was also a single mom. She had... Mona. Her mother. Mona, her, mom, her mother. Her, her mother. And then she had John? Jonathan? Jonathan? I would say Jonathan, yeah. Now, did they end up... Yeah, in the end. Yeah, in the, the, end, the, the, the final episode, they okay. finally got together and got married, I All believe. All that sexual the final, tension for the whole, seasons. They kept it going the entire run the of the show. The whole run. And in the end, Tony and Angela got Angela. married. And Angela got married, and they became a family. Polly, what about you? Uh, much different shows than yeah, you guys. We're old. Uh, I grew up with like Nickelodeon, the Disney Channel. I would say my favorite show... Uh, there was a cartoon called Rocket Power, okay. which is all about skateboarding, rollerblading, like kind of those extreme sports that I was really into. Okay. Great uh, cartoon. And then I loved Boy Meets World oh, it's on a Disney show. and ABC. Yeah, the, what's her name? Topanga. Topanga. Yeah. Yeah. Probably your first love. I did not like Topanga. Oh, no. Okay. I was Color much embarrassed. I was, uh, I mean, Saved by the Bell, Kelly Kapowski oh, was just elite. Elite. Yep. I wasn't a big Topanga fan. Yeah. And oh, I know that's uh, kind of sacrilege. Rudy, Dukes of Hazard. I loved Dukes oh, of Hazard. I did too. I did Absolutely too. Absolutely loved Just it. was obsessed with it. Wanted to get in cars like that. <laughs> I mean, how on earth? I never understood because they were always chasing the Dukes, but they could never catch them. No. But they knew where they lived. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> If you don't catch it's, us, you don't get It's a pretty distinctive car, honestly. I it mean, is. In a very small town of Hazard it's, it's, County. It's just, I never understood. If you can just outrun the police, you're free. You're free. You're free. To go. free. Yeah. <laughs> Damn no, it. You got no, us again. No, no consequences whatsoever. Yeah, they'll never. Cooter <laughs> will never come knocking on your door at no, your no. home. Cooter was the mechanic. Roscoe. Oh, Roscoe. Sorry. Was the, uh, the sheriff, and then he worked for Boss Hogg, who That's was right. like county commissioner or something like that. Yeah, sorry. Correct. Corrupt yeah. county commissioner. I wanted to say Cooter. Then there was Enos. Enos. He was the nicer sheriff. Was not as corrupt as the rest of them. And then there was Daisy, who was <sighs> Catherine Bach. My God. No wonder we grew up sexualizing women with what they've shoved in our faces when we were little kids. I mean, her, her attire it was became, became yeah. named after her. Nuts. Go ahead, Polly. Spin it again? Yeah. Yeah, why not? What is your favorite color? <laughs> you laugh, but these all came from your not supply mine. of questions. I didn't. I did not write these. Oh God. <laughs> this one says, "What kid stuff do you still enjoy doing as an adult?" I'm die! I got to get out of here. It's just kid stuff. <laughs> it's just kid stuff.
Does anyone want to explain the origin of that drop? Sure, I will. I'd be happy to. Well, there was a, a, a documentary on Netflix many, many years ago. Play it again, Paulie. Oh, Bob, it's just kid stuff. So, uh, if memory serves, it was it was it making a murderer? I don't think that's no. It was, it was a documentary, and that guy that's speaking, <clears throat> well, lived next door to a guy uh, who was having some. Uh, it was a, let's say a bit of a dry spell at home with the missus, <laughs> and he convinced that guy, this guy. Oh, Bob, it's just kid stuff. Right. To um, help him uh, really get a, no. uh, some relief. Choose your words carefully. Yeah, some yes. relief uh, with by his hand. And so he convinced him. Like, it's like a good neighborly thing to do. Like, I go to Ben's house and say, hey, can you help me out here? What do you got? Flat tire? Sure, I'll help you jack up like, the car. Absolutely not. Yeah, he goes, no, I, I'm not doing that. And then oh, he, Bob, it's just kid stuff. It's just kid stuff. Don't overreact. Yeah, it's not, it's not that big a deal. Now, the guy that says that is the one that was asked Correct. to do this. He was, you know, going back in his memory. Yeah. And he said, oh, and the guy just told me. Oh, Bob, it's just kid stuff. It's just kid stuff. Disgusting. Absolutely repugnant. I have neighbors. I don't know that I'd knock on their door to ask them to help me with that. As for uh, what you actually like to do, kid, oh, yeah, you still like to do as an adult, though, anything? Play baseball. There you go. That's a good one. Yeah. You still play baseball. Still play. I gave it up many years ago, but you like to still play we baseball. Are, we are worse for it. <laughs> but you. What? I don't think you... You didn't do a lot of fun stuff as a kid. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> you didn't ride bikes. You didn't... It's a good point. Build forts. Like, what? Backgammon? Bridge? <laughs> I did play those things, and I still do enjoy like Scrabble. Scrabble. Still enjoy that, but I wouldn't call that kid stuff. I, I've said it before. I used to love um, when we were at the old Jack Murphy Stadium, walking around the ramps. Still like going up and down oh, the ramps at Petco the, Park, too. Yeah. <laughs> still like the ramps going still up and down you. ramps. <laughs> I avoid those ramps like the play. I, know, I like them. I go. I like ramps. All right. I like ramps. Polly, <laughs> about you? Uh, sports, basketball, sports, baseball. Right. Yeah, still these like playing are, These are thought-provoking. Again, you Ho- hopefully you guys are playing along in your car. Oh, Lisa wants to know: Do I not know how to ride a bike? And you have no idea. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. I peloton now almost every single day. So then, yeah, would could you do that on a real? I don't bike? know. I haven't tried in a very long time. I've, it's not like I've never ridden a bike, right? I, just but I just wasn't bikes. a. I wasn't a like bike rider to get to school or anything right. like that, and I didn't spend a lot of time on it. But I've certainly gotten up and ridden around, not done any tricks or. You didn't used to make jumps in your driveway. No, I didn't do that. We have kids in our neighborhood though who are making jumps right like below our house, like digging into the hillside. And super cool. I don't know whether I should be that. Yai who yells, hey, no, get live. off of our... But I don't. I let just love And they're kind of wrecking some of the landscaping in the community area, but I'm going, but they're kids. And they kids they could be, be doing a lot worse things than Just because creating, you didn't do that as a kid right. doesn't mean that most of us also I, I, I do. I agree. I feel like they could be doing way worse things than creating you know, fun little bike ramps. Yeah. And just because the grass gets a little you know, worn in those areas and doesn't look that appealing. I'm not going to make a big deal about it. I didn't call the HOA or anything. I just just, just announced it on the radio. Have some fun. (laughs) If anyone's listening. Have these kids arrested. Sorry about these kids. All right. uh, Do we want to do one more or do we dare? We don't have time. What's your favorite sandwich? 
That is such a hard question. Such a hard Save it for question. tomorrow. We have nothing for tomorrow either. That's good. So. The, the, I will need an entire day. Because I don't have like an instant answer on favorite sandwich. Why are you already off the YouTube stream? I logged out. We have but, another show coming in after. So it's like two minutes. But we still have like two minutes left of our show. I'm just shutting it down. You're gone. Though. Shut it down. I like to clear out. Wally, you want to leave too and just leave me by myself give, here? Give Craig a, a Woods. nice Thank clean you. studio. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> it's on the agenda the rest of the day. That's a good question. I'll have to sit again uh, at the anchor desk. I believe that's my new, at least temporary, responsibility as emergency 10 News anchor. If you see me tonight on Channel 10, you know something has Something's gone wrong. Something's gone terribly wrong. <laughs> I'm going to do Because I'm not supposed to be on, but someone needs to be standing by to be on. I have to cut a, a sexy commercial, apparently, for uh, Sedano Ford. Ooh. Yeah, they want to make it for Valentine's sexy Day. Sexy and yeah, lovely for Valentine's Day. So sexy. maybe we'll have some fun with that. And then uh, I will, I'm going to pick up my little guy, take him to Jersey Mike's for his birthday, and the little Benny Hanna for dinner. It's Beautiful, beautiful little Tuesday. Watch the Aztecs. What time's the game? Seven thirty tonight. Fox Sports yeah. One. Catch the first half is the uh, is the place to find Aztecs and Air Force tonight. All right, all right. Uh, that is it for us. Thank Andy God. Elston program coming up next. Thank Thanks again to Ruben Niebla who joined us earlier in the show today. Why for, didn't we just replay that? That was would have been a good call for executive producer and imaging director Paul Rindle for Stephen Woods. I'm Ben Higgins. Have a great rest of your Tuesday from all of us here at San Diego's number one sports station, number 16 morning show in the country, out on 97.3 The Fan.